welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brittany. And today we're here to bring you minute number two of Jurassic Park. We're getting into the whole mysterious aspect of what's going on. We have this box. We don't know what's in it. Uh, Robert Muldoon is here to protect us. Uh, about, so I feel comfortable, but you know, the theme of this movie, the theme of this book, is, and the theme of chaos is that nothing goes as planned. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so minute number two of Jurassic Park. All right, let's get into minute number two. In the previous minute, we saw the Jurassic Park security team readying a crate that was being delivered by a forklift. At two minutes, we open on the forklift, completing its delivery. As it approaches its destination, we can see the security team preparing for its arrival. At two minutes, seven seconds, the crate arrives at the loading area and begins its descent onto the loading track. It can now be seen that this is a dinosaur-holding paddock. As the security team scrambles to finalize the transfer of the crate, the words Isla Nublar, 120 miles west of Costa Rica, fade onto the screen. At 2 minutes 15 seconds, we cut to a shot inside of the crate. The security team can be seen watching the crate arrive. They look nervous. Muldoon crosses by the crate. At 2 minutes 17 seconds, we see the full Jurassic Park security team prepping for the arrival. They stand at the ready with weapons in their hands. As they watch the crate, the sounds of the creature can be heard moving and breathing. Muldoon addresses the team. Pushing team, move in there. Muldoon tells them that he wants tasers on full charge. The pushing team moves into position. At 2 minutes 26 seconds, we again cut to a shot from inside the crate. The creature makes a loud shriek and scares one of the pushing team members. He jumps away from the crate. Muldoon tells him to steady and move back in. At 2 minutes 35 seconds, the pushing team begins to push the crate towards the paddock. After a few seconds, the pushing team finishes pushing the crate in, and a green light flashes to indicate that the crate is in place. The team steps back. At 2 minutes 48 seconds, the gatekeeper is called to move into position. A large man climbs atop the crate and readies himself. We see another shot of the creature watching from inside the crate. At 2 minutes 55 seconds, Muldoon tells the gatekeeper, Joffrey, to raise the gate. Joffrey reaches down and slowly lifts the gate. And thus ends minute number two of Jurassic Park. So yeah, we're, we're continuing the mystery of what's going on. We get the introduction to the uh, gatekeeper here. Uh, there's a lot of lighting going on. You know, this movie has some really interesting lighting. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of moments where a light source will be pointed directly into the camera. Yeah, and then something else where a light will be coming. Uh, just give, I wonder if this is some... where J.J. Abrams got his idea for using lens flares to to cover up stuff. I mean, he's you know, it's I don't know, kind the... of his director's trademark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's also other cases where you'll get some halo lighting coming like right up from behind, and yeah. then a light source just right into the camera. It's all over this movie, and it's an interesting, it's an unusual touch. But it, it's, you know, it's this cool. scene is one of the. Uh, they have a few scenes that take place at night, but this is the movie starts with one. This is the first scene, of course, we have taking place at night, and they've got the lights lit, so they're coming down through the quarantine crate. So there's a moment where the camera pushes in on it, and you can see the light actually coming. On top of the Jurassic Park, uh, excuse me, on top of the Raptor paddock, going through the crate and creating all these like beams of light going everywhere. It's a very, very cool image. So, uh, but uh, so they talk a little bit. Uh, they throw a graphic up during this part that says uh, Isla Nublar is said to be 120 miles west of Costa Rica, uh, or that's what the graphic says, right? Yeah. Uh, so 
it's uh, Isla Nublar is supposed to be a 22 square mile island that they made up for this movie. The name Isla Nublar means clouded island. Isla Nublar is believed to be modeled after Isla del Cocos. And I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher names and pronunciations all over this. I apologize for that ahead of time. Just wait until we get into some of these dinosaur names. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know... Uh, so the uh, Isla del Cocos, which it's modeled after, is an uninhabited national park about half the size of what Isla Nublar is here. The only people living on it are, are forest rangers, and it's known for its uh, scuba diving. There's a lot of deep ocean around it, so a lot of scuba divers will go somewhere around it, and there's sharks and manta rays and things like that. It's very cool. So, um, but we get the sound of the raptor here uh, at one point. The, the, a couple of guys approach the crate, and it goes, wow, like that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. sound is actually a goose. Uh, sped up and kind of stretched out and manipulated a little bit to sound a little bit more threatening. But, you know, the the sound design in this movie is amazing because they had to create all these sounds oh, for dinosaurs God, yes. because they don't exist. So, so they had to look good. at it, well, what would this sound like? What would it sound like if the velociraptors were talking to each other? So, you know, for the velociraptors communicating with each other, they actually use mating, uh, giant Galapagos turtles mating. The really? Noise they make. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had a friend who was walking through the New Orleans Zoo one time and she told me that she heard like this noise going like, ah, ah, like that from like, like hundreds and hundreds of feet away as they were walking around looking at different exhibits and they finally got around to where the source of the source of the sauce the source of the noise was coming from and it was the galapagos turtles were mating there there is actually a sound whenever the uh baby raptor is kind of sitting there in grant's hands making his little Mm -hmm. squeaks uh baby noises yeah. yeah that is a it's the sound of a certain type of bird i'm not sure but occasionally when i'm outside i'll hear it and i just start looking i'll recognize the sound i'll start looking around so it's amazing that you know um, the the effect that sound design in movies can yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. That's what I associate that with when I should be thinking of like a certain type of bird and recognizing it as that. No, I recognize it as the sound from Jurassic well, Park. Good Foley work is really what puts a, a fantasy movie, especially like this, over the top. You know, to go, get out there and create these sounds. If you get the top-notch guys like the dudes who worked on Star Wars or whatever, you know, creating this stuff. I love Foley work. I think it'd be mm-hmm. so much fun to, to do that. But. The uh, DVD for Jurassic Park. I know the initial DVD release and I believe on the Blu-ray as well, there is a really cool little featurette on Foley art and they talk about it in the uh you know practice through Jurassic Park so it's really cool yeah so I have to say something about this scene and I thought this when I saw the movie originally and I think of this every time I see it for a company like InGen that has so much money they really go about the cheap way of getting a dinosaur into a paddock. This whole system seems like it could have been done by that forklift, by machines. They shouldn't have to be dealing with people pushing a giant quarantine crate towards a paddock, and then especially, especially, and this is just grave oversight, not having a crane come in and lift that yeah. door to actually rely on a person to do that. I, that is just that is completely and first, totally two, irresponsible. Two things: one, that's the that's the whole thing about the whole thing. That's you know, Engine and John Hammond are making stupid decisions the whole yeah, time. They're yeah. going overboard and doing uh, making these decisions, and they're just completely the wrong, most hazardous way. I have always thought the idea of gatekeeper was so stupid. Yeah, a guy going up there to pick it up, and even the music. I remember being that a kid seeing that theory, like, like, "Why is a human why? being doing this?" Yeah, and the effect a is lever kind and of, pulley system could do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and you could still make that work. I mean, you could still have like, I don't know, and see here we go, like just running wild with different uh, theories on how this could have been a little bit more effective. But um, yeah, just having a guy go up there and pick it up, it's like, okay, these, I see it coming. Well, I, I think the insurance underwriters are right. They should be sued for $20 million by this thing. It's, there's no locking system. That's the thing. All of this could have been done fine. But when that 
thing gets pushed up to the paddock door, and the gatekeeper gets up there, there should be some sort of locking mechanism that locks the sides. The, the sides. Now, yeah. isn't there a light, too, that comes on? To yeah. Like, almost like the light is green, the trap is clean, like to right. show that, like, hey, it's, it's flush against the paddock now. We can let it out. Why isn't there somebody standing there with some sort of steel bar to push yeah. down inside? Do I have to think of everything the, here? Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's... <laughs> But that's the whole thing. You know, they're making the, the engineers and the people running the park are making stupid decisions like this. And it gets it costs someone their life and thus creates the plot of Jurassic Park. God help us. We're in the hands of engineers. Yeah. And, you know, in the case of engine, they're playing God without really worrying about the consequences, which, of course, as you said, is the, the, the whole theme of this movie. It's a retelling of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, I think, more than anything else. But, but you know, it's kind of dressed up and had some stuff changed. But the themes are still there, and they resonate with us here today. So, That's right. got anything else for minute number Yes, I two? do. Uh, Mr. Gatekeeper, his name is Joffrey, and he is actually, uh, that's the name of the actor who's playing him. And Joffrey C. Ah. Brown was a stuntman. And he is formerly a pitcher in uh, Major League Baseball. He played for the Chicago Cubs. Awesome. Yeah, and then got his, uh, started his career as a stuntman in film. Uh, tragically passed away on mm. January 11th, 2014, but has a pretty cool... Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, pretty cool uh, career behind him. He was in, I mean, he was in Jurassic Park and he was a Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, yeah, that's, what that's else a life do you well need? Lived. Yeah. You know, um, and a couple other cool uh, movies to his credit. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hell of a start to this movie, man. It, it gets your attention. Yes, it does. Definitely grabs your attention, just like Joffrey was grabbed by that raptor and tried to pull inside the quarantine crate. So, there you go. all right, Brady, you got anything else for today? That's it for me. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us. We will back, be back tomorrow on what day? I think Thursday. Yeah, tomorrow's a Thursday uh, with some more wonderful Jurassic Park minutes for you. So, all right, Brady, you ready to get out of here? Let's go. All right, folks. Well, we will see you tomorrow. Until then, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute.